1: Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates in popular culture from Chimpan A all the way down to Chimpan Z. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and this week joining me in the monkey house is comedian and returning guest. It's the host of the Book Cheek podcast. It's the book chook himself, Mr. Dave Warnicky. Hello. Bok, <laughs> book. How are you feeling? Feeling really good. Uh, it's so nice when the chooks and the apes come together. That's right. It happens in nature, Naturally. They, you know, they come together, they get pats from the apes. Yeah. The apes get eggs in exchange. It's real synergy stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, It's like yeah. the similar to the buffalo and that little bird that's picking all the exactly. bugs out of the buffalo's hair.
0: Grooming. Grooming. A bit of grooming. Very that's similar. Right. What is your favourite primate? Favourite primate? Yeah. Um, mm. Jesus, this is such such a hard question. It's easier when
1: Evan's not here because when Evan's here, the regular second banana, he's always saying, oh, if you want to talk about primates and the best primates, it's humans, it's Andy from Toy Story. Mm -hmm. I think for me, the smaller the better.
0: Okay. And I'm looking at the mouse lemur. Have you ever seen this? Mouse lemur. How about this? Seen this? Smallest primate in the world. Its head and body are less than two and a half inches oh. long. This is
1: me just off the top of my dome. I know this stuff. These are majestic. Yeah, they've. Are these sort of? Are these featured in Madagascar? Perhaps.
0: I believe there's definitely lemur, lemurs. Yes,
1: and I think am, am I right in thinking that. Um, Lemurs, they're all from Madagascar, is that right?
0: Where are these mouse yeah, lemurs uh, from? L- let me double check that. Let me double check because I know that most lemurs tend to be from Madagascar. On our other podcast, uh, do go on.
1: Last year, I, I told the story of Atlantis and how there was this other mythical land known, known as Lemuria, where like lemurs were from. But I think
0: oh, <laughs> I, I don't okay. think that's
1: ever been proven.
0: Well, let me uh, preview. You- Wrong or right with nationalgeographic.com.au. Okay, I trust them. Like all lemurs, mouse lemurs inhabit the island of Madagascar off the east coast of Africa. So they're all there. I can't read the rest of the article because I haven't paid. Sorry about that. Okay. (laughs) You
1: are famously cheap. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, no, that's a great suggestion. I reckon
1: that is, I reckon one of the uh, Madagascar characters is based on that. We haven't done, we haven't featured Madagascar on this show before.
0: That is unbelievable. Yeah, it's so funny that some of the topics we've done. And have you seen the Madagascar movies? I have, yeah. You've got ready to go there. I saw the first
1: one at the cinemas. Wow. Was wow. killing time in Brisbane once. Like I, I was going to ask where it was. The year it came you out. remember, yes, of yeah. course. <laughs> at a shopping centre up there. and uh, Enjoyable? Yeah. Saw so Collingwood play the Lions that weekend at the Gabba. Okay. Uh, it was just a fun little trip. Who won that? Uh, the Pies, I believe. Did you go up just for that? No. Okay, I was going to say, because they're out. not your teams. I can't remember why I was up there, but I was just, yeah, it feels like a lot of things I was doing was killing time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 2005, that was. It's probably visiting my sister who lives up there, maybe. Anyway, we're off track. We're here to, this week to talk about the cartoon Phineas and Ferb. Now, were you familiar with Phineas and Ferb before this?
0: I had definitely heard of it and I think I knew sort of the, what the, the main characters look like. The Vedic Triangle sort of head. Look, yeah, with the sort of like little bits of hair, tufts of hair on yeah. top. Yeah, one's colorful. an
1: oblong. Yeah. Uh, I think that might be Ferb. And Phineas I think might be the triangle. Agreed. But we talked about it a little bit uh, a few episodes back when we talked about Dial M for Monkey, the Dexter's Lab offshoot. And I, I just couldn't help but see all the similarities between the two shows. Uh, and that got us talking about this. Yeah. And then a few listeners did suggest it. I can't find where they did suggest I've got a suggestion form. Okay. That sounds like where you'd find it. That's where I thought. But I think they people must have tweeted me or something. I couldn't figure out where they were. But a few people had also suggested into the form, uh, namely Peter Williams from Johannesburg in South Africa and Truman Deree from Harrisonburg. A couple of burgers couple of bergs. Yeah, I think uh, Phineas and Ferb does well in the berg cities. Phineas, Ferb and the berg. Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Peter Williams specifically suggested an episode called Toy to the World. So maybe we can come back and and visit that. Okay. Uh, Truman suggested a couple episodes, Where's Perry? And the one we're talking about today, Bad Hair Day. Uh, and, yes, appreciate this very much. Uh, these suggestions are fantastic. If you do want to suggest a, a topic... Uh, there's a, a link in the show notes where you can um, add that in and uh, please do it there if you want me to remember to shout you out. Uh, and thanks to the people I've forgotten, your names, who did tweet me or whatever'd me, maybe but, DM'd me.
0: That's right. But at, we love at, you all the same.
1: Deep monkeyed. I don't really know what it means, but.
0: <laughs> if you do that That after, was such it's... a funny reaction. <laughs> deep monkeyed. <laughs> deep
1: monkey. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, d- what does the D stand for? Direct. It's something message. Direct monkey. That's right. Direct monkey. <laughs> you never go direct monkey. Uh,
0: <laughs> never go direct e. monkey. E. You certainly
1: never go deep monkey. <laughs> it's hard to turn back once you go deep monkey. Uh, so, yeah, I think um, uh, I just watched this just moments ago. I don't think that I don't know it. Um, but I, I first found Finish and Ferb, and I think I mentioned this in the last episode. A oh, quick recap. It was a Bucks weekend. We were staying at a pub in Sydney. Yes. Coogee Bear Hotel.
0: You and I have been there and shared a meal not that long ago. We did. It was like, let's go
1: back and reminisce about a, a weekend that only I was <laughs> but there. That you
0: were for. at many years ago. And because of that, I now get weekly emails from the Coogee Bay Hotel. Ah, Great. Thank you very much. That's what happens when you pay via the, uh, you know, you scan the QR code. They've got your details. So we, we uh,
1: yeah, stayed upstairs there. And on the last morning, I think we did an all-nighter and uh, we finished the night just watching a bit of telly and Phineas and Ferb came on and we were pissing ourselves, <laughs> laughing. That is not literally.
0: you told me that before and I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess that you know it could be fun to watch whatever." Maybe you were wasted. I oh, watched this about an hour ago on my couch. truss eating a mozzarella tomato basil sandwich. Oh, fan- wow, that is fantastic. That sounds very fancy. Absolutely cool. into those and. Can I just say I was pissing myself. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, there was some great there
1: were some great lines in it. Like when uh, the bad guy said, there was this sort of clanking
0: sound, and he goes, "Perry, did you just say clank 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 clank?" <laughs> That's so That's funny. Good. That's good oh, stuff. the guy. which we'll get to, but there's a guy with uh, that shoots. A tranquilizer dart, and then he misses. He goes, oh, yeah, I see you've found out that I'm bad at my job. <laughs> <laughs> Funny stuff. That is Absolutely. good stuff. Am I, what's what's the age demographic this is aiming for, do you think? Well, I, I assume uh, around the early 30s <laughs> yeah. is about right.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, great, great, great. On the so Disney Channel? Yeah,
1: spot on. Um, yeah, so I thought maybe do, do, maybe for people who don't know the show, should we talk more broadly about what yeah, the show yeah, is? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'd like to know more about the background too, to be honest.
1: Uh, so I found, I mean, where, what a better, what better place to start than the Phineas and Ferb wiki. Uh, surely that's got something on it here.
0: Surely. Isn't, is it more than a stub? So
1: it says Phineas and Ferb is an American animated television comedy and Disney Channel original series. Oh yeah, that's a mouthful. Produced yeah. by Disney television animation for Disney Channel. And that was it. I don't know, that was one sentence. That's- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The series first aired in 2007 and its last episode aired on uh, in 2015. That's finished. It's finished in Ferb. Um <laughs> that sh-
0: Is that the final episode? It's got to be. Because this show, honestly, I reckon look it up because if they've got Toy to the World as one of their titles. Yeah, I think they'll have they, they a bit of wordplay. List of episodes.
1: Yeah. Uh, The show is a daytime Emmy Award-winning American animated television series about two young stepbrothers who turn their dreams into reality every day. Their teenage sister is jealous and tries to get them in trouble, but the evidence always seems to disappear before their mum sees it. Meanwhile, an evil but weird scientist, Dr. Doofenshmirtz, seeks to wreak havoc in the tri-state area. I think there's something inherently funny about the tri-state area as well.
0: That is funny. That's just funny. That's everyone will find that funny. Uh, and only the two kids'
1: pet platypus, Perry, aka Agent P, can stop him. So that's that's the that's the broad brush strokes of the show.
0: And it's one of those shows where it's got a, a fantastic theme song performed by Bowling for Soup, ah, a band that was uh, you know around in the what. Early 2000s, mid-2000s? Yeah, what was their 2000s? hit? Yeah, what was that hit?
1: They, co- they covered Stacey's mom or something.
0: Yeah. I'll, it was I'll, one of those ones or or something about the 80s. What was that one? Yeah, well, oh, they, they formed in 1994. Ah, there you go. Best known for their singles, Girl, All the Bad Guy, Guys Want, 1985. Oh, that's the one. Is that it? Almost and High School Never Ends. Yeah. Uh, something was
1: something, something in 1985. <laughs>
0: Oh, fantastic. Thank you very much for that the insight hell, yeah. there. And so in the theme song, they talk about how they, you know, it's, it's the summer holidays. That's the what's going on. There's always – and the adventures of the summer holidays. The last episode, it, sadly, it's not finished in Ferb. Oh. But they have gone with last day of summer. Oh, okay. So kind of, you know. It was, yeah, I like okay. that. But they have come back for two movies. Oh, cool. Well, there was one in 2011, and, but there was, was one that was released only in 2020. Phineas and Ferb, the movie – Candace against the universe. Fun. Love the sound of that.
1: I wonder if this will end up being, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog style. And when the kids who watched it are 40 or whatever, if there'll be a, um, an, a live action version. It'd be very hard to pull off that triangle head. Don't
0: yeah. You think? I'm willing to give it a go.
1: Because I'm th- and I was also, I think I only thought Sonic because I th- Jim Carrey would be a great Dr. Hoofenschnout or whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> really
1: would. Doofenshmirtz. You really but, would. Uh, <laughs> creators Dan Povenmeyer and Jeff Swampy Marsh met as layout artists on The Simpsons in the mid 90s, where they sat across from each other as layout artists on that series. In the golden age. Not many sentences have the term layout artist in it twice. No. Very well written. <laughs> they bonded over a shared sense of humour and were eventually paired as a writing team on Rocco's Modern Life for Nickelodeon.
0: I was a big fan of Rocco's
1: Modern Life. Yeah, it was a great show. Loved seeing a wallabies represented on the, on the little screen.
0: That was a hoot. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, they learn more and more aspects of the animation production business on that show. Phineas of uh, Phineas actually makes a prototypical appearance in the post office line of Rocco's Modern Life Season 4 uh, in 1996. That's wow. fun. Uh, it was during this time that the pair started to develop a show that would allow them to continue working together as writers. At the Wild Time restaurant in South Pasadena in California, where they have butcher paper over the tables and crayons for you to draw with, Povenmire was sharing a meal with his wife, when he drew the first sketch of a triangle-headed kid, Povenmire called Marsh that evening and told him the news. He had created Phineas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you think he like rushed to a payphone at the restaurant, left his wife at dinner <laughs> with, in front of a, a crayon drawing? I <laughs> oh, love it. Um,
1: yeah, I mean we we could go more uh, into the broad history of the show, but I think really just to make it relevant to this primate related show, we should talk about the specific episode of Bad Hair Day.
0: I did read that they, just before we go into the episode, and this is one thing that blew my mind, that they pitched the show for 16 years. Wow. Before it got up. Finally, Disney backed them. Oh, that's amazing. It was a debut, like sort of pilot. One episode preview in August 2007. But how, well, they obviously loved their idea. Um, There is a section here called Original Pitch
1: uh, on this Fandom page it says: Unlike non-animated series, they didn't show them a script. They pitched a storyboard. <laughs> he pulled out a, a tablecloth, <laughs> yeah. started drawing. A storyboard is a scene-by-scene visual breakdown of how the episode would look. When it came time pr- to present it to the executives overseas, Meyer edited the storyboards together into a film, adding music, sound effects, and providing the voices for all the characters. <laughs> This animatic can be found on the Fast and the Phineas DVD. The original pitch eventually became the episode Roller Coaster. There you go. But uh, interestingly, it doesn't mention the 16 years it took. I thought I would know the theme song from those episodes I watched back in the day. Yeah. But it didn't ring a bell at all. No, it didn't. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if. Yeah. I guess I, you know, it was a long time ago. Um, Anyway, so this is about the episode "Bad Hair Day," uh, and it's we're still uh, looking at the fandom here. So, should we go get into the uh, synopsis of the episode? The episode summary. Let's go. So, Stacy, which is one of the friendship group, uh, is running over to the Flynn Fletcher house, which I guess is Phineas and Ferb's.
0: Right. So they're step brothers, not actually, I didn't,
1: re- I didn't realize that until it was biologically related. They've
0: got a similar vibe about them. Yeah, that's right.
1: Although one. Ferb has an English accent, doesn't he?
0: Right. That does explain that. Because the first time he didn't, he doesn't speak for the first maybe three minutes of this episode. And I was like, oh, he's got a very different voice. That makes sense. Yes. And he, I think that's the only bit he spoke for the whole episode, isn't it? Mm.
1: He also, I I was pretty sure he didn't speak at all, but maybe he, yeah, just speaks very limitedly. Gotcha. Might be like a silent Bob type. Gotcha. If, if that helps. Thank you. If he gets angry enough at Jay, he will yell. I know listeners uh, have seen every bit of media that we've talked about in previous episodes and we once did talk about Jay and Silent Bob. Strikes strike, back? Struck back, thank you. And that's right. And I the was going to say something, something, The something, scene with the chimp,
0: right. that's when Bob yells mm. because no one else gets the clue that it gets put in the back of a taxi or something in this sign. Yes, but I think it was an orangutan, but that's okay. Um Is it? Wasn't it? There you go. All okay. good. Been a long time since the scene strikes back. Great, great movie. I enjoyed it. As no, you kid. might be right. I don't know. This is an important thing to get to the bottom of. Oh, though. Oh my goodness, we're both googling furiously here.
1: Uh, uh, hang on. Yeah, that's an orangutan. Oh yeah, I know that beautiful ginger fur anywhere. <laughs> Can I just say, I withdraw my <laughs> statement. <laughs> anyway, so Stacy is running over to the Flynn Fletcher house to the aid of Candace, Candace being Phineas and Ferb's older sister, who's always trying to tell them off to the mum. But, the, yeah, the other episodes I've seen, you know, the mum will be racing home. You know, what is it, Candace? And then the whole episode will be just imploding on itself, whatever yep. they've invented or whatever behind her. It's like, look, look where? <laughs> and it's all like still behind It would be very frustrating for Candace. That
0: would be very frustrating. As, there's already a similar... I guess it's not similar dynamic, but set up in terms of uh, younger boys, older sister, like Dexter's Laboratory. Yes, exactly. It just feels like there's a lot of so already lot are feeling of that crossover. Uh, yeah, I was surprised
1: when I googled connection that there hasn't been a lot of talk about it. It just feels like it's. You reckon that? I'm just not very good at googling. I think
0: the creators are finished in of finished and of –
1: Silence the media. I found one uh, Reddit thread where someone put the theory forward. They're like, oh, there's a lot of similarities. And someone replied something like, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: okay. <laughs> All love, right. love
1: that energy. Uh, so Stacey opens the door to Candace's room to find her crying and panicking over her hair. So Candace is the one having the titular bad hair day. Uh, she's cut it in a distorted manner. She explains that she'd attempted to give herself a haircut for an endangered species benefit which would be attended by Jeremy and Mrs Johnson uh, and expresses blame towards her hairstyling video on the internet for how it had turned out. She was, she was watching a YouTube tutorial. Yeah, that's right. About how to cut her hair and it went awry. And
0: they made it seem so easy. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Like like all the other characters confused as to why she shaved her temples. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, they enter the room, Phineas and Ferb, both drinking from glasses of water, which they comically spit out upon sight side of their sister. Uh, and then they say, hey, what do you think? We've been practising our spit
0: takes all morning. That's when I knew I was in. I was like, that's funny. <laughs> that's good stuff. That's good stuff. That's good writing. <laughs> that's good animation. Perry heads off and hops into a
1: bird's uh, nest on a tree. because I think that must be a thing they always say. Where's Perry? Because yes. Candace. said, no, uh, Stacey says it. <gasps> Stacey's mum? No, if there was a different band. Fans <laughs> Fountains of Wayne. I'm getting fans of Wayne confused with bowling for oh, soup. The, the Waniacs would will be furious. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, Waniacs out there. <laughs> uh, the soup heads will know what I'm talking yeah, about. Of uh, yeah, of course. A lot of But she
0: there. does say, oh. And then they all sort of awkwardly pause and she says, I never get to say that. Yes. So it seems like that I mean, must be how they <laughs> always introduce Yeah, for someone who's never seen the show before, that I was like, what the hell are they talking <laughs> yeah, about? But yeah. I, I inferred, oh, that must be a common line. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, he jumps in the tree,
1: jumps on an egg, and, that, and then rides that into this secret tree hole. <laughs> and I think, yeah, I think everyone doesn't know that Perry is a secret agent. I think even Phineas and Ferb are unaware. Mm. So this is just all... He's just saving the world every episode unbeknownst to his That's right. And he's a family. pet platypus? Yeah. Is that legal? Oh, it can't be, can it? No. But I like it. It's, a, it's more Australian mammal representation. Yeah, that's right. These guys, on, are they're really into it because- On the, the little with the, screen. Yeah, the
0: wallaby. Yeah. And Rocco and now- Do you think they're ozophiles? Yeah. Or are they taking our culture, our animals? Oh, okay. No, I'll, well, yeah, I'm not sure. No, I'll- it is nice to see them up on the big screen. You go, you look at them, you see them and you go- that's one of ours.
1: I hope their next series features one of them. What are they? What are the what are the big animals called? They're called something like um uh. What is, there's a word for it. It's called something like A oh, megafauna. Megafauna. So I think you are talking
0: about. I was thinking like cassowary So you talking about a big bird? No, oh, you I reckon meant, cassowary is a megafauna. Yeah, but, but but you're talking about yeah when they used to have like a, a possum that was like the size of a Toyota or Corolla. The, the wombat.
1: Yeah, those huge wombats. I'd love to see a vehicle for one of them megafauna wombats. I reckon if you spend 15 or 16 years pitching that? I I think technically humans are megafauna. Really? I think so. Wow. If Evan was here, he'd know. Yeah, he knows everything about humans. He loves them. I'll I'll just Google the term uh, humans megafauna. Let's see what it says. Megafauna are big animals. Okay. This is off treehugger.com. Elephants are megafauna, as are giraffes, whales, cows, deer, tigers, and even humans. Oh, Megafauna can be found on every continent and in every country. For each living species of megafauna, there are a large number of extinct megafauna. There you go. A hey, bit of fun. Okay, right. And that's if you take the word of treehugger.com, which I do. I absolutely do. I think of it as my Bible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Praise P- So Perry goes into the tree. Uh, he's, he's off on a new um, mission. Uh, major monogram tells him that strange things have been going on at Dr. Doofenshmirtz's Evil Incorporated. Oh,
0: and I think I read one of the creators of the show, Voices, major monogram. They each have a character oh, that they that's, do that's like semi-regular.
1: Like that. Uh, he Doesn't he also look like uh, Dial In for Monkey's head honcho? Another yes, they both man. had a similar
0: person who appears on a screen and te- gives them their mission. Yeah. Uh, it just feels like it's... But this is why I'm like,
1: I reckon maybe the guy on Reddit who's like no shit is because it is obviously connected. I just can't figure out so what the connection it's is. It's
0: so obvious that no one's mentioned it. Yeah. People are like, yeah, why are we talking about this? We all know. Yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like a bit. Uh,
1: oh, and there's a bit of fun there going on with Carl, his sort of hapless young assistant off the <laughs> yeah. screen. Yeah. <laughs> Carl is a funny name. Carl. I think Carl. I'm already ready to laugh when Carl's I'm Carl, have, Carl introduced. Carl's having a breakdown off screen. It's very <laughs> funny. Uh, so, yeah, Do- Doofenshmirtz has um, apparently been frequently revisiting his basement and collecting parts from his old machines, uh, and Carl had scouted that information. Right. So So I think on most episodes he has a, a something innater and it'll be like some wacky uh, new invention that to you know take over the world or the tri-state area. <laughs> I love you no, know, that's funny, right? That he's not. It's not taking over the world. It's yeah, just he's a small. Yeah, certain pocket. I think people listen in to hear obvious jokes explained. So <laughs> <laughs> tick that one off the list. Um, so at the same time, Phineas and Ferb have finished the growth machine. So yeah, they also come up with some invention or something each time, or some you know they come up with a positive scheme for yep. fun. Whereas Doof and comes up with an evil scheme.
0: Scheme. <laughs> Watch this week's scheme. <laughs>
1: uh, they advise Candace to sit on the chair with the machine over her head on setting five for 30 minutes before leaving the room.
0: And it's kind of like one of those, uh, you know, old school 1950s, 1960s yes. uh, perm things that, you know. My nana used to my have. nana would have. <laughs> she goes over a, your
1: head. A, a guy came around once a. I don't know how often it was, but on the regular with one of those things, put it over her head. Give you a beehive. She had that classic tight sort of curl bluish, purpley, sort of old, like like a cartoon. Incredible. Yeah, so great. Just, it's you know, it's greyed hair but with a little bit of Yeah, because it is like a a purple,
0: blue. Yeah. Just so funny because, you know, a lot of that same generation would see younger people with dyed blue hair and be like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like, Grandma, it's a slightly different shade to you. It's
1: an homage (laughs) to what you're up to. I mean, I might be misremembering it. It probably (laughs) wasn't purple, but, yeah, I might be remembering a cartoon. Um This episode of Phineas and <laughs> Is this what I was remembering? I'm, I, no, I'm thinking of Marge Simpson. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Easy to mistake. So so very specific instructions, and they say it a few times. It's got to be on setting fire for 30 minutes. But then she gets a call on her phone. The ringtone, of course, is of the endangered species known as tangerine or orangutan. So <laughs> or whatever it is. And, um, and it's Jeremy calling, Jeremy Johnson, I suppose. Uh, her boyfriend, saying the benefit is starting soon. He's going to pick her up in 10 minutes. So she's like, oh, shit, we better, ter- we better boost it up and just set it to maximum for only five seconds or whatever. Yeah. And a uh, friend, whatever her name was, Shelly or whatever, is like, nah, no, I don't idea. know if that's a good idea. They were very specific. And she said, no, nah, why would they have a tw- setting 20 if, you, if you're if you not meant to use it? It's a great question. Yeah, I think so too. Um and then anyway, five seconds goes by, ding, her hair's back to normal, maybe oh even better than normal.
0: It's sleek. It's beautiful. It's shining. Look it's shimmering. She's in like a pell commercial. Yeah. Decoray is, yeah.
1: <laughs> jingle is running <laughs> through my head. Uh, so, yeah, she's like good to go. But as she's about to leave, ping, she gets a little neck hair. Yeah. a well, longish.
0: Pop, yeah, pops out quite long, maybe what six or seven centimetres long. Yeah, long red neck hair.
1: Hmm, wonder what's going on yeah, there. On, I second. assume that's just a one-off. Yeah. <laughs> but then we cut to Perry, back to the platypus, who enters Dr. Doofenshmirtz's lair uh, to hear him playing on a pipe organ. Classic evil genius stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, Phantom of the Opera or something. It's something I haven't yes. seen, but I assume. Yes. And is he an
0: evil genius, the Phantom of the Opera? Yes, yeah, so it's evil that he can't escape.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's going to take over the tri-opera yeah. area. <laughs> That's funny, actually. Tri-opera area, write that down. Uh, the platypus runs towards him, preparing to attack him, but falls through a trapdoor in the floor. And Doofenshmirtz is like, it doesn't even flinch. He's like, all, all part of the plan. Keeps playing the organ. Uh, he explains that his latest contraption, oh, he has a little, a little line in there because it sucks it, Perry up into the one of the pipes. And he says, hey, Perry, I don't like your tone. A little uh, musical tone. That's good stuff. Voice tone. Wordplay there. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Stufen Schmerz starts explaining his latest contraption, dubbed the very bad innator. Uh, and it, it had been forged from old parts, from previously used innators, and has yet to – he doesn't even know what it's going to do, but he's pretty sure that it's going to be super
0: evil. Yeah, he's not sure. He's, he's thinking – you know, I'm gonna find out in real time as well as everyone else. Yeah,
1: I can't wait. So yeah. the, I mean, we're all going. Can't wait to see what this does. Yeah. This is gonna be fantastic. What a big finish to the show when we see the very bad do its thing. Meanwhile, Candace enters the benefit with Jeremy and Mrs. Johnson. And this is uh, Jeremy's mum, Mrs. Johnson, not uh, Lyndon B. Johnson's mum or wife. Just no. in case some people are going, Mrs. Johnson, Lyndon B. Johnson's
0: wife? Dwayne the Rock Johnson's mother?
1: No, yeah, no. Sorry to be too vague there. It's Jeremy's mum, Mrs. Johnson. Uh, they take a seat at a table as Candace grows hair on her legs. Uh, when Jeremy warns Candace that she has something uh, he thinks is food on her lip, which turns out to be a she's grown a mustache, um, she runs away. Uh, she grabs a, an old man's spoon. She uses a mirror yep. and then hides under the table. <laughs> and the couple she, don't do anything? No, then she just starts, she goes fully hairy now. Uh, I don't we might not have even seen it, but she's grown lots of hair. And eventually she runs off with the table as cover. And then the, the old man goes to his partner or the old lady sitting there and goes, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bizarre moment. And she says something like, you know, she goes, Oh or whatever and he goes and he says you've lost your joie de vie
0: (laughs) that's fun stuff
1: a lot of kids out there probably heard the term joie de vie for the first time that's
0: right the the generation that hadn't grown up with the nanny theme song hearing it for the first (laughs) time that's right they're the only two times i've ever heard it that's right you need to keep it once every generation there's a tv show with that Delivering
1: joie de vie. Joie de vie. I think it adds a certain, oh, how do you say, Mm -hmm. je ne sais quoi. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, yeah, so she's run off with the table, hiding under it. um, And then she calls Phineas on her phone, telling her, uh, telling for or Phineas, uh I'm I'm a, I look like a I'm a hairball now. I've got hair all over me. Um and he's at home with <laughs> there the boys are at home with their mum and he said, can we be excused? Uh we need to help out Candace with her hair. And the mum goes, Oh, you're hair experts now, are you or something? And Phineas goes, Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And the mum goes, Well, what what should what should I do with my hair? And Phineas goes, Nothing. It's perfect as it is. <laughs> That's good stuff. And then she's like, oh, you are experts. Then <laughs> uh, Dr. Doofenshmirtz is flying his hover vehicle above Danville, which I guess is where they, they live. That's part of the Tri-State area. Yeah, uh, with the very badinator preparing to activate it. At the same time, he banks it from side to side, sort of mucking with Perry. Going, oh,
0: oh, are you going to roll off is that? Yeah, because oh. Perry's still inside one of the pipe organs, so he's he's rolling. Yeah, that's good fun. Uh, Candace uses the table as cover as she
1: gets uh, through the auditorium. Then she gets up onto the stage um, and she makes her way back behind the curtain. The, as the benefit begins, the curtains open and they announce their first speaker, but it's Candace up there, full furball now. Uh-oh. And her phone rings.
0: Just what does that mean? Inopportune
1: time because her phone bring tone. yes. I don't like your tone. Well, that's not the case here. I love that tone, Candice. Oh, because what is the tone? The tone is the orangutan, oh, tangerine yeah. orangutan, endangered, and it looks like she's making that sound. That's right. It's blasting out to the auditorium. They can hear it. So Mrs. Johnson, and we're not talking about... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lyndon B. We're not talking about Lyndon B's mum. We're not talking about The Rock's uh, cousin. You know, we're not talking about... Old Collingwood footballer Ben Johnson's sister. We're talking about Jeremy Johnson's mum. Yes, <laughs> and uh, she's a, she's an animal person as well. Works in the
0: biz. She and says, she- "I'll take care of this. So I'll I'll be able to. I'll, I'll chase this ring of hand down. Don't you worry about that. It's endangered. It shouldn't be here. Yes, I'll sort this out. I've got to get it back to where it belongs. Yeah,
1: um, and uh, yeah. So Candace makes a run for it." And Mrs. Johnson takes off after her. Saying, don't don't run away. (laughs) Don't run away. (laughs) Phineas and Ferb arrive with a hair-removing air blaster, another invention of theirs, which I guess is they've got it set so that it'll leave the head Mm -hmm. hair on, but the rest is gone. Um, And she climbs up on the roof onto a pole, bit of an homage there to King Kong type stuff. Uh, While Doofenshmirtz, back with the evil doctor. He fiddles with the honey scooper in a jar of honey. Another funny observation here. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh well we're waiting for the the badinator to get going. Let's have some snacks. Oh let's have some honey. Good chance to use one of these weird honey spoon <laughs> yeah. things. And I'm like, yeah, what? Are, what is with those weird yeah, honey spoon things? maybe question
0: it too. That was, that's good writing. That is good writing. It was like
1: a Jerry Seinfeld-esque observation. What's the deal? Apparently it's called a honey
0: dipper. Okay. Looking it up.
1: That makes sense to me.
0: Kitchen utensil used to collect viscous liquid, generally honey from a container, when it then exudes to another location. location. Oh, that's... Often made of turned wood. There you go. Apparently it's a... Uh, yeah, you know, very very useful, honey dipper. Love it. I, I was really hoping it had like
1: some sort of very specific name, but yeah, the 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 way they've named it, it makes it sound like it's an American invention. Yeah. I was I was for some reason I'm thinking it's going to be some old Belgium thing that it's called a hoffel schnipper or something. But honey dipper feels like that's a pretty modern invention, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think people were dipping hundreds of years
0: ago, were they? No. That's a modern luxury That's to right. dip honey. 20th century, the century of the dip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, but I'm now on Honey Dippers, a brief history and guide on honeybee.ca. Let's get to the bottom of this. Honey Dippers were designed for a very specific reason, believed to have been invented in ancient China. Whoa. Talking about they dippers. They had
1: the term Honey Dipper back then?
0: They were most likely originally designed to keep honey from making a mess of things when you attempted to adding it to your teas and other beverages. Oh, fantastic. I can't believe this is uh, <laughs> a whole What was one. the
1: original name? Can't have been Honey Dippers for long. No, it can't. Have can't been, it. Can it? Can it? Or can it? Could be just a coincidence, but it translates perfectly.
0: <laughs> yeah, this uh, website also describes it as a uh, simple but really neat kitchen gadget. Yeah,
1: I agree with that. Simple and neat, which is two big boxes ticked for me when talking about kitchen gadgets.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so yeah, he's he's scooping with the honey. He's having a fun time. But during the struggle, the honey is spilled all over Dr. Doofenshmirtz. This is the fun bit where behind him, he's got his back to him. He's playing with the honey. Perry's broken free with a clank. Doofenshmirtz goes, hey, Perry, can you just say click, click, (laughs) (laughs) click? That's That's, funny. That's funny stuff. That might have been the line of the episode, I reckon. Uh, An animal control officer, we're back. We're, We're jumping between the two plots the moment. Um, but yeah, he gets honey all over him. Oh, I wonder if that'll be important.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, But yeah, but back at the benefit, an animal control officer arrives on the roof of the museum with a tranquilizer gun and aims the weapon at Candace, who he obviously thinks is an orangutan. Yes. Uh, who is still on the pole. However, the dart ricochets until it ends up in his posterior. That's the butt. Whoops. Uh, he hands the tranquilizer to Mrs. Johnson i um, talking, of course, about uh, Jeremy's mum. Before collapsing, reluctant to fire the weapon, she first reads through the instruction manual. <laughs> that Takes her time. Uh, as she reads, Phineas fires the hair remover. The mass of extra hair Candace has grown is blown off her and her normal hairstyle is restored. Uh, but the hair, it's blown up. Yeah, it's blasted into the ether. Right up into the ether. Who's up in the ether? None other than Dr. Doofenshmirtz. But, uh, well, but hair went to stick to a normal man. Oh, hang on. You might have forgotten. He's now covered in honey. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, so in the meantime, Perry sees control of the hovercraft and Doofenshmirtz just is fully covered in a perfect outlay of-, of Oh, my um, goodness. Like it was meant to be. Uh, he stops his fall against the pole- So he falls off the hovercraft, lands on the pole in the same spot that Candace was, uh, back to that King Kong pose. And uh, just at the same time, Mrs. Johnson has finished reading the book. So that's the perfect amount of time.
0: That's right. She's looked away for long enough to miss (laughs) the orangutan
1: being replaced. Which is good fun. And then, uh, yeah, she pops him uh, right in the ass, (laughs) as they'd say over there um, in Danville. Uh, Having missed the chain of events in the previous moments and still mistaken the being with a massive orb in her hair, she gets him. Direct
0: hit. Direct hit. And there's another good line here from Different Schmertz. He says, shot in the butt while covered in honey and hair. What do you know? My horoscope was right. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny stuff. That's funny stuff because horoscopes are never that specific. they can't be that specific. It's the opposite of what they normally are. Imagine that happened to one in 12 (laughs) people that day.
1: Uh (laughs) Well, it depends. Also, time of year because a lot more people are at least uh, I think in Australia are born, uh, born in the sort of the October November area
0: because parents are boning yeah. around the New Year's Christmas summer new year. holidays. Congratulations, New Year, new baby. Yes, coming, coming in nine
1: months. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if it's the same in the Northern Hemisphere, if it's a summer thing or if it's just a festive thing. Mm. Huh? Makes you think. It does. If only there was an internet uh, website that could.
0: I'm afraid all it does is tell you about the history of honey dippers. Yes,
1: Useful quite extensively. Things, yeah. uh, so Mrs. Johnson congratulates Candace when Candace catches what they believe to be the orangutan. And uh, <laughs> another little uh, wordplay here Mrs. Johnson says, ah, I thought you were a good catch. See, that has two oh, meanings. Oh, gotcha. You see? Bit of fun. Thanks for pointing that out. Uh Schmertz finds himself in a reserve, so this cuts to the end of the episode, and they love a bit of a song. I think. Uh,
0: yeah, I got the feeling just from watching this one episode. Does every episode finish with a, with a musical number?
1: I don't know, but I definitely, I'm sure that they do. Like a lot of uh, a lot of cartoon makers seem to also love musicals. I know the Family Guy does love chucking in a song. Simpsons love I think doing it. Bob's Burgers always finishes with a musical number. Um, yeah, a lot of, yeah, for some reason cartoon, uh, Rick and Morty love a musical episode or a song. So, yeah, for yeah. some reason it's something with cartoon people. Uh, they love Chucky in a song, which, you know, I'm not a big musical fan, but, you know. You know I think they're easier to take in a, in a cartoon. Yeah, maybe that's true. <laughs> maybe. Uh, but he, you know, so we finally see some actual um Non-human primates in this scene. This is a bit of a dance number with elephants, who uh, are megafauna. Oh, as well as uh, I believe some orangutans form the chorus line, and then Doofenshmirtz, still in full hair suit, he's her shoot in his <laughs> hair suit. He um, has that's a good. little,
0: a little. Put that in a cartoon. That's what do you good.
1: call those little? Uh, yeah, I reckon I, I should send that in <laughs> with a, a riding packet. Yeah. What are you, those little straw flat hats that barbershop people wear. He's wearing one of them. Oh,
0: yes, a boater hat.
1: A boater hat. He's got the cane. So he's singing along until he passes out from the, um, I guess he's he's still coming he's, and going yeah, out of the,
0: because it's still hanging out of his butt. Still high from the tranquilizer dart. Right, yeah. right, right. And then the, the big number even finishes with like a place for him to sing the, the final line and he never gets up. <laughs> that's right. Um Yeah, so
1: he's sort of singing about the events in the song. But, yeah, that's the end of the episode. Uh and I love a show because I think we just talked about it for longer than it went
0: for. <laughs> much longer.
1: Which I think is a fun way to go about it. Um, That's right.
0: It would be much easier for you to watch it. And often with, the, with these kind of shows you like, it's, it's more fun to hear us talk about it, but the show was genuinely really fun. Yeah, so. I,
1: I think it's a, I think it's a fun show and I'd, I'd love uh, to come back to some of those other suggestions another time. Um, yeah, because I, I did a bit of Googling as well and Bad Hair Day was the one that came up a bit when I said, Fitness and Ferb ape episode, um, but yeah, I'm glad to hear that Toy to the World is another option. And where's Perry? Uh, yeah, but if anyone has any suggestions for cartoons or with which feature non-human primates or or anything else, films, there, there's got to be some films out there that people are like. How the hell have you not covered this yet? I think Indiana Jones feels like one of those. That one where oh, Matt what? LeBlanc plays baseball with a chimp or something. That's another one that I can't believe we haven't got to yet. Yeah, uh, The new King Kong versus Godzilla. There's the, uh, Madagascars. There's still a lot. So if, you, if you're if you keen on any of these in particular or if you have any other suggestions, please hit up that form uh, in the show notes and, and suggest away. Um, Dave, before we get to the scores, we're about to head... To the UK.
0: That's right, the United Kingdom. We're gonna go all over for some live podcasts and some live stand-up shows. I'm
1: so excited to get over there. We're gonna be doing my other podcast, Who Knew It with Matt Stewart, as well as Dave's podcast, Book Cheat.
0: That's right. We're taking in turns to do a different pod each night with it. The other person being a guest on the show, as well as a local guest in each city. And we're also gonna do
1: a stand-up section. So it's it's you know, it's Bloody, I tell you what, good value for money. Yes, two, two shows the price of one. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to Birmingham, Glasgow. Help me out here, Dave. But then Leeds, Manchester, Bristol, finally London. And, uh, yeah, this tour is going f- from the 8th to the 20th of November. Remember, remember, the 8th to the 20th of November. That's
0: how I'm remembering
1: it. Uh, I'm also uh, going to be in Perth this very week, uh, Friday the 28th and Saturday the 29th. So, on a Who knew and Matt Stewart at the Oasis Comedy Club, I'm also headlining their comedy show on both nights. I would love to see you there. Uh, you can find out details for all those things at dogoonpod.com. That's right. Click live shows, find the details, and we hope to see you there. That would be super. Now, Dave. We normally give the uh, media we just consumed a score and the score is in the form of bananas. How big is your bunch and how many bananas do you give this episode of Phineas and Ferb?
0: Okay, my bunch is eight bananas.
1: Eight bananas in the bunch, love that.
0: Quite big and I'm going to give this a full eight bananas. Eight out of eight bananas. Eight out of eight bananas. I absolutely loved it. really enjoyed it.
1: That's fantastic. Uh, I, I, my bunch is seven. I'm giving it six out of seven and they are perfectly ripened. Oh,
0: beautiful. Yes. Mine are also perfect, but it's a bit of a worry because I'm never going to eat eight (laughs) bananas. Yeah. There's going to be at least a couple left over Banana
1: bread is coming. Maybe some smoothies. Um, yeah. But well, maybe a banana party, you know, have a few friends around. Yeah.
0: Come around for a banana party. We'll make some banana margaritas. Yeah. Let's just have fun with it. Banana splits for dessert. Oh,
1: Yeah. Have a great time. The other thing we like to do, Dave, and uh, a listener reminded me that, that this used to be a stable of the show, so I've brought it mm. back. I don't know if you know Andy Matthews, he's some sort of scientist, and he yes. once told me that humans and chimpanzees share about 99 or 98% DNA. Now, what we like to do here is say, How much of yourself did you see in the on screen? mate i guess in this case (laughs) candace covered in hair okay yes um and it's out of a percentage of 100 what what got what got you there
0: okay well in the show uh, as someone who has been trying to grow a beard for about three years at this point and she grew one like in about eight seconds so i was extremely jealous and i'm thinking that i'm only about 70 mate that's generous 60 percent of the way there
1: yep so is that what you're thinking overall, 60 Yeah, I'm 60 just
0: because that her um, facial hair was very impressive. And also quite red. Yes. And yours is more of a
1: sort of a, a, a blondie mauve. brown. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, and I think my colour is similar-ish. Yeah, you could probably claim it if you're going on that scale, but obviously you've got your own scale. Uh, but, yeah, I also, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to impress on a date with Mrs. Johnson's oh, yeah, absolutely. kid for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm really trying to impress Mrs. Johnson. That's right. But you got to hang out with the kid to get to, the, get to her. <laughs> That's right. So I'm going to say maybe I'm about, uh, let's say, 69%. I reckon oh, it's a okay. little more <laughs> right. in common than so you. you're winking at Mrs. Johnson as you write that score is <laughs> <Not, in. laughs> certainly not. Um, and uh, another thing we like to do at the end of the episode uh, is take a few questions, uh, some facts sometimes. Um, there's a form also, a link in the show notes to this, if you have any can be facts about anything. We've gotten some that are not at all primate related in the past. Okay. Happy with whatever you got, really. But I mean, ideally, it'll be primate related. This one comes from the episode suggester Truman from Harrisonburg, and his question is: What is your least favorite non-human primate? Jeez, that puts least us in a tough favorite. spot. Oh
0: my goodness!
1: How can you? I mean, how do you I'm even to answer think, such There's a no question? like
0: one. Is it a like? I'm thinking: Is there a bad monkey? A bad. Oh.
1: Maybe Cobra, I'm thinking maybe Cobra from the um, Planet of the Apes reboots. Okay. Who was a, quite ironically portrayed a bonobo. Oh, the sexy ones. Yeah. The ones that
0: love the sex.
1: Which is quite ironic because in the films uh, he's very angry, not about the sex at all. He uses violence to solve issues, whereas the bonobos will bone their way into trouble and then they'll bone their way back out again. They love. Yep. To bone. That's how they solve issues. That's how they solve disputes. So I like real bonobos, but I think Koba, because which made him a brilliant villain. Yes. I thought he was fantastic, but maybe he'll be my answer. Koba. <laughs> uh and uh while you're while you're searching for your answer, here's something from Sheehan from London. Uh could you please rank the following names? Okay. Gary with one R, Gary with two R's, Greg with one G, Greg with two G's or three G's I should say, Glenn with one N, Glenn with two N's, Jeff with a G or Jeff with a J. Geez, I think you might have actually nailed that order. You reckon that's perfect? I think you've got it. So it goes Gary, Gary. Gary, Gary, Greg, Greg, Glenn, Glenn, (laughs) Jeff, Jeff. Yeah, I reckon that's – I think that's about right.
0: What's the the final order of Jeff? G or J first? G first.
1: I mean – I reckon. Maybe no, I think I'm going to switch those two. Swap the J and swap the G. Swap the J and the G. Yeah. And then you've got it
0: absolutely perfect. I
1: think you got the superior. Jeff is with the J. I was yep. just thinking, just in general, I think G names are better, but in this case, I think Jeff is better with the J. Yeah,
0: rather than a G off.
1: Yeah, yeah. G off feels like it hasn't fully evolved yet to its final form. The J is the final form of G. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, great question, though, well Great asked. question.
0: Uh Probably my most uh, disliked primate is you said you haven't seen Indiana Jones yet. Raiders of no. the Lost Ark, first one. Keep your eye out for a bit of a naughty monkey. Okay. I will say no more. Okay. But fuck that guy. Okay, no spoilers. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, Great, great. Uh, Thank you, Truman, for that question. This one comes from Elliot in England saying, you fucked it, mate. Oh, my gosh. You were doing so well, but data is tech. Oh, man, we get... (laughs) I get a message like this every week lately because Serena and I, about a month ago, made fun of a scientist for saying data are instead of data is, but it turns out that is correct. Data. No. <laughs> data is the plural. So you say the data are showing, <laughs> That's all right, but it's whatever it is. And uh, but yeah, I, I'm getting, and maybe they're taking the piss now, but I'm, I'm getting <laughs> messages in and I reckon I've read one out nearly every week for That's the last so- month. You fucked it. You absolutely <laughs> fucked it. Uh, Elliot says the scientists are now pissing and shitting in fury. <laughs> <laughs> They're smashing their test tubes and beakers. What have you done? <laughs> also says to so the Welsh listener, as an, oh, there was a Welsh, um, fact in that episode that, uh, more English people bone sheep than Welsh or something like that. Okay. Maybe that wasn't it, but that was the inference or the implication, depending on whichever one's correct in that case. Uh, but anyway, this is, I guess this is a right of reply from Elliot saying, to the Welsh listener, as an English person, I grew up hearing many Welsh people are sheep shaggers jokes. And I can tell you, nobody who makes them is worth listening to or taking seriously. That said, were those statistics adjusted for population
0: size? <laughs>
1: <laughs> hmm, interesting. I hope the Welsh listener, uh, you know, takes their right of reply.
0: Yeah, well, I wonder there. if you look at that study, if the data are correct or not. <laughs> That's good
1: for it. <laughs> that sounds weird. It's a beautiful question. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, please get in contact if you have anything more to add or if anyone else wants to pull me up on how. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing more embarrassing than making fun of someone who is smarter than you. <laughs> yes. And then you are absolutely wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's good to get to relive that weekly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so- You fucked it. You absolutely fucked it. Well, I think that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Dave, thanks so much for joining us here the in biggest, the Monkey House. Biggest
0: pleasure of my life. This has been the biggest yes, pleasure of my life. Is there a possibility of moving into the Monkey House? How big is it?
1: Uh, uh, you're welcome to move in. There's plenty of room in here. Thank you. Hey, just grab a vine, swing on over whenever you yeah, like. Fantastic. fantastic. Um, now, we normally read out any five-star reviews, but it doesn't look like there's- Any that have come through this week. Most of them saying
0: one star, you (laughs) fucked
1: it. I don't think there was any reviews at all. But uh, so if you want to give us a review on iTunes or wherever you can give reviews, if you give us a five-star review.
0: No matter what you say, I will read it out. That's right. I I think when you review on Spotify, which we encourage people to do, you can review, but it's only stars at this point. So there's no comments. So you can assume that they're all saying, "Mm." Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Very good. Uh, yeah, so please do that if you like. Uh, give us all the suggestions you can. Come see me and Dave in the UK. Love to see you there. What, wouldn't it be a pleasure? We'll be hanging out after the shows if anyone wants to say hello. We'd love to meet people that listen to the shows. If you happen to be listening sometime in the future, still check that website. Do go on
1: pod and click on the live shows link because we'll always have something up our sleeves. Hopefully no one's listening to this in the future going, oh, those naive boys. Oh, they had nothing. <laughs> they did not know what was about to come. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> nothing up those sleeves. People talk about that sometimes, uh, talking about like episodes of other shows early 2020 and us just talking about our hopes for travel yeah, let's, and stuff. Don't
0: worry. I'm sure there's a blowover in about uh, six to eight weeks and we'll be back out on the road. Oh, my goodness. Or the Duggar one where we talked about uh, – Smallpox, I think it was.
1: Yeah. Well, and then we, a, we had
0: to Google a what a pandemic was. <laughs> oh my gosh. People, I reckon once every couple of weeks, someone hears that and goes, I've got to, I've got to remind them of this <laughs> quaint moment. Uh, so people can find you, uh, Dave Warnicky on
1: Twitter. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Dave Warnicky on Twitter or Dave Warnicky on Instagram if you want to see photos of me exclusively eating pies. And I'm going to try, you can hold me to this, man and eat a pie every single day. We're in the UK. <laughs>
1: That's a lot of pies. <laughs> yeah. Two and a half weeks of pies. Yeah. Uh, look forward to being involved in that.
0: looking forward to uh, sharing a, a house with me for two and a half weeks. I'm dying, but I need to do this. <laughs> uh, people can
1: find Primates at
0: Primates Pod
1: on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, check out the Do Go On Podcast Network. There's a bunch of podcasts coming out every week. Please support us if you want on Patreon at patreon.com slash do go on pod. Uh, get bonus episodes uh, and all sorts of things. You're supporting this show as well as Do Go On, Book Cheat, Who Knew It With Matt Stewart listen now uh, and you know it's just a beautiful little community that's right Um, but that brings us to the end of the episode Dave thanks so much for joining us and as we always say here at Primates Podcast
0: where's that platypus guy (laughs) Perry where's Perry (laughs) (laughs) hang on everyone else gets to say it I never get to say it I fucked it I fucked it look forward to the one star reviews on that